Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, people? What is going on? It is your boy, Long Beach Joe. And let me tell you something. We are fired up, okay? I know I'm fired up. Listen, we just got done listening to Robert Sulla come in for his introductory press conference, and there's a lot to talk about. This man, I'm telling you, when you hear him talk, when you listen to this guy, you can see why everyone loves him, why everyone is talking about how great of a hire he was for us. This is amazing. It was absolutely amazing. There was a lot of knowledge dropped as well about the ongoings of the franchise go- going forward. So we're going to go ahead and get into that. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. I'm fired up. You can also, uh, you know, follow me on my YouTube page as well, the Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on the YouTube. I'm also on iTunes as well at the Long Beach Joe Show. You can follow me across in my social media platforms. All that stuff is there. If you go to Long Beach Joe Jets, you can catch my live streams there as well too. And again, Long Beach Joe Show is on the iTunes. Please go there and leave me some ratings. You know what I'm saying? Just to put that out there. But let me tell you something, Robert Sola today. When he stepped in and they had that press conference, I was fired up, dude. I was fired up. It's a different time. It's a different time, people. It's a different time. It's a different time. It's a different time. Can you hear that? It's a different time. Stepped in with the saying. His mantra is all gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. Let me break that down to some of y'all. Because I know there's a lot of people that are a little concerned about, or a little confused, excuse me, about what that means, right? It's, I don't know if everyone else knows about it, but it's, a very, it's very big on the West Coast to talk about all gas, no brakes. What that means is you go to the wall. You go 100% to the wall every time. You play fast, you play hard, whatever it is, you do it all the way, 100%. You don't do it halfway. You don't stop when things are going bad. No, you keep pushing. Why is that important for us? Because guess what? There's going to be times, right? There's going to be times in games where things may not be going our way. Things may not be looking as good as as they should be. Some things may happen that we have a game plan for, but guess what? Guess what? If you continue to go all gas, no brakes, You'll, you'll be able to pull yourself out of those situations. He also talked about the, the mantra of no gas, no brakes. Doesn't just mean, you know, just what happens on the field. No, it's also about the process that leads up to the result of the fe- what, what goes on on the field, right? It's what you do. It's how hard you're working out. It's your preparation. It's your film study. It's you doing whatever it takes to make sure that you get a W that week. Whatever it takes, putting yourself in the best position every day to line yourself up with being a winner. That's what no gas, no brakes means. Again, that's big on the West Coast. Big. Big on the West Coast. All gas, no brakes. You don't stop. 
You don't ever stop. You keep pushing. You don't ever let anything go by. Nothing. love that saying, and I love that he's brought that mantra to the Jets. Another thing that he talked about as well, when players, when, when, when a guy asked him, well, why do players want to play for you? That's what we hear around the league. He talked about investing in players, and I thought that that was huge because guess what? To reach young players, you have to make them feel like you care about them. That's what he talked about as well. We understand it's a business side to the game. That is what it is. But it's not just about that. You invest in young players. You have them buy in. They invest in you. And then it becomes personal. It becomes to where players trust you. And they trust that you're going to put them in the best position to make plays and also earn more money. And then everybody else buys in as well. That is huge. And when I was talking to fans about that, I was telling them, listen, The reason why it's big is because we just came from a place where we had a head coach that could not get players to buy in. We just came from a place where you had players on the team that weren't necessarily bought in, that weren't necessarily sold on what was going on. We just came from that place. And we saw what happened with that football team. We saw the divide. We saw the issues that we had with players. We saw that we couldn't keep guys aligned, couldn't keep their minds in the game, couldn't keep their minds with what was going on. We saw that. Guys like Jamal Adams and Robbie Anderson talking about he didn't want to be here. We saw issues with late. We saw all that stuff. And we saw the poor output on the field. We saw that. He's coming in here saying that is not the way you do business. The way you do business is invest have these guys buy in, you buy into them, and you guys fight together. That is huge, man. That is so, so huge. But another thing that he spoke about as well, and I'll get to the callers. I know we got quite a bit of callers. I'm going to just take a couple seconds. Another thing he talked about as well that was a little bit shocking was when they asked him if he was going to call, you know, make the defensive calls, he said he wasn't. He was bringing in Jeff Albridge. That's the guy that's going to make the defensive calls. That's going to be our defensive coordinator. But he's not going to call the plays. So he's going to sit back. He's going to be that CEO guy that overlooked everybody, make sure guys are doing what they need to do while he allows his coordinators to handle their business. And there's a lot of big-time coaches in the league that do that. So I don't mind that as well. You know, I do have a feeling, though, that when, if things go awry or things are not going as well as they should be on defense, I'm pretty sure he's going to step in. But for now, he's allowing Jeff Albert to call his thing and do his thing out there. Another thing that they spoke about as well in the, con- in the press conference was Sam. That was everybody's big question. Well, you know, what is going on with Sam? How are you going to happen? Make it happen with him. What are you going to do going forward with Sam Darnold? And uh, he said, listen, they asked him if he would commit to Sam Darnold being the starting quarterback next year. And he, did, he said, hey, look, there's a lot of things that we need to look over. There's a lot of things we need to dissect, decisions that need to be made going forward. I'm not going to say that. But I will say that when we prepared for Sam Darnold, you know, because he was the defensive coordinator for the Niners, when they played us and, and they were preparing for him, they said, this, this kid's got talent. He's got a strong arm. He's fearless. He can go out there and really make plays. But they just weren't necessarily committed to calling him the starting quarterback next year. And I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm not knocking that. Because, again, in my mind, you don't want to tip your hand 
He was so professional. Everything that he did was so professional, so clean. You don't want to tip your hand. You don't want to tell the, you know, the media and the fan base, yeah, sure, Sam Darnold's coming back next year. Then a team that's looking at that second pick is going, oh, okay, so we ain't got to offer you as much. Because guess what? We all know that Sam Darnold's going to be your starting quarterback. You ain't going to take Justin Fields. You ain't going to take, you know, maybe some people would think we take Zach Wilson. You ain't going to take him. So we'll toss you a third. And if you don't take it, well, <laughs> then you're going to be stuck. What are you going to do? Now, he left all the options open, all the doors open, every single one. And he said, listen, not going to commit to it. We'll make the decisions, you know, when we need to make them. But, hey, I think he's a good, good quarterback. I think he's got some talent. That was huge as well. That was very huge. But one of the hugest things to come out of this press conference was the organizational structure has changed. It's changed, ladies and gentlemen. It's changed. Thank goodness. have realized finally that what we've been doing in the past does not work for us. It doesn't. It absolutely does not. And they have made a change. Now, Sulla will report to Joe Douglas, and Joe Douglas will now report to the Johnsons. No more two guys on equal footing. That time is over. And that's big because in the past, we've seen that one of the main reasons why the Jets have been so bad during my fandom and even some time before was because our organizational structure was horrific. It's all over the damn place. Look at what recently just happened with Adam Gaze and Mike McCagnin. Come on. You had two guys reporting to the owner. Adam Gaze is, you know, talking to the Johnson. He's talking to Chris Johnson, convinces Chris Johnson to fire Mike McCagnin. After a draft and free agency, that's insane. That's completely insane. Sulla also talked about the personnel decisions to be made in the future, right? Because you would think, hey, you know, how much say are you going to have? Joe Douglas has the final say, but they will collab. They will collab on personnel decisions. He'll definitely be heard. They'll have discussions. They'll figure things out together. But Joe Douglas has full control of the roster, and he has the final say. That's huge. Because if you look what Joe Douglas has been able to do just in his drafts, he's been putting together pieces to build this football team going forward. Makai Becton, Mims, Ashton Davis. Those are just some of the guys he got in the recent draft to help change this football team around, to change the face of this team change the face of his team and he's got the final say, but they'll sit down and collab. They'll absolutely sit down and collab. There's so much good things going on here, folks. And after this, after this press conference, especially when they talk about Woody coming back, you know, Chris Johnson's going to be the vice chairman. Woody's going to be, go back to being the chairman. He's going to make a lot of the final decisions for the franchise from that standpoint. It seems like the jets are headed in the right direction. Like, we finally have put the nonsense behind us. All the clown nonsense, all the drama that used to be going on, this stupid stuff. I mean, just so much dumb stuff that used to go on with our organization 
We're putting that in the past. We're not going to be that anymore. We're not going to be the clown organization anymore. We're going to move forward. We're going to better ourselves, and we're going to put ourselves in a position to be winners. That's what I got from this press conference, that we've got the right guy, we've got the right system, and we've got people in the building that understand football that are ready to move forward. And I'm hyped about it. I'm absolutely hyped. I'm telling you, it's a different time. It's a different time. So I'm going to get to the phones now. Everybody, if you're listening to me, no matter where you are listening to me from, I live stream during my uh, broadcast as well. For if you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, Long Beach Joe Jets is the YouTube page. But I also talk to my guys in the chat. I call them the savages, okay? My guys in the chat are called the savages. Why? Because they're savage. Nobody's safe. Nobody. Not even me. Not even me. They bring the fire to everyone. Every single Nobody is safe. Anybody. I'll bring it straight to you. Straight to you. With no issues. If you want to call in, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. The lines are open. Please be patient. I got callers. I'll get to everybody. I know some people call in. All right? I run a different system. I have everyone in the queue. If you call in, just please, you're on hold. Just be on wait. I can see you. Don't call in a thousand times and hang up because all that's going to do is put you at the bottom of the queue. Just be patient. Wait. Call in. You'll be good on. I guarantee you. Now, I'm going to get to these lines. I'm going to go to my guy, Rich. My guy, Rich, is up. Rich, my man. I want to welcome you to the show, first and foremost. What are your thoughts on Robert Sulla after this press conference, my man? Listen, I commented on your Facebook post that saying, all gas, no brakes. Because when he said that, I was like, yes. I felt like going in for a jog myself for no apparent reason. And I'm just a fan. (laughs) So, (laughs) but it's, it's, Great to hear motivational words. His whole his whole speech, I mean, that's what stuck out the most. But the other thing that stuck out mm-hmm. to me the most afterwards was when he said to the fans, he said, we know that you're the greatest fans in the world, and trust me, our job is to bring you championships. And I love that. Yeah. Not, we're going to do our best to one day bring you a championship. We're going to bring maybe a Lombardi trophy one day with championships with an S at the end. And hey, maybe he delivers on that, maybe he doesn't. But at least He's letting you know that he's not coming here to fool around, and he's coming here to push everybody. And that's basically why people want to play for him. Because when he was in the 49ers, like you said, they were ravaged by injuries this year. But yet they still had a top-five defense. Why? Because he knew how to coach those players, those guys who were on the bench, who were undrafted, who never you know, got a chance on the field. And – He's coming here, and the very first question that I love that you've covered already, but I just have to say it one time, how is the organizational structure going to be handled, Christopher? Beautiful. Yeah. We finally got it right. Yeah. And, and, and again, Richie, you're bringing the fire right now so far, but why is that important, though, Rich? Why, to you, why is it important that the organizational structure changes like it is now, change to what it is right now? Why is that imp- even important? Well, because as you can see, 
once we were once we went away from that, when we had that organiza- organizational structure before, uh, when Rex Ryan was the coach, and he was reporting to the, the general manager, then we went to back to back AFC Championship games, and then when we mm. bought in Igzik, and all of a sudden both Idzik and Rex Ryan must report to Woody Johnson because Idzik couldn't even pick his own head coach. Uh, we started tumbling, and we've never gotten up since then. So yeah, every true. other successful team does not have an organiza- uh, a structure where, oh, both the GM and the head coach report to the owner. Every team that's successful has the structure that we finally readopted because we had it before, and I don't know why we went away from it. Mm. Now, and just turn around because you're bringing the fire again, Rich. You you know exactly what you're talking about. What are your thoughts? What are your takes? Excuse me, on Sulla not committing to Darnold all the way. I know that there's some Jets fans that think, hey, that means he could be out. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that idea that that means that Sam Darnold is said and done? No, I don't. I don't think that he's dead and done. But they, but, but. Robert Sala said the, the right thing. He's not going to come out there like Cliff Kingsbury and be like, yeah, Josh Rosen's our guy. And then he goes, oh, until mm-hmm. April's draft when uh, Kyler Murray comes up. <laughs> no, he's going to say what's true because that's how he's going to gain the confidence from his players. Because how, if me and you are sitting in a locker room and he sits there and he says, Sam's our guy because this, this, and this reason, he's going to be our guy come you know, opening day. And then all of a sudden Sam gets traded or whatever. Those players are going to look at Robert Sala and say, I can't trust this guy. He just lied to all our fans. Mm. So, of course, mm. he has to say what's right. We've got to analyze the situation. And if, if it becomes at the end that Sam Darnold's our guy, we're going to put all of our chips behind Sam Darnold, build around him, and go forward. And if that's not the case, then hopefully they can acquire some pieces for him. Yeah, yeah. Now, my final question for you, Rich, before I let you go, because you're bringing a fire, man. Like I said, you're absolutely lighting it up. What are your thoughts about the fact that uh, Sella also said that he wouldn't be calling the defensive plays, that he's going to let Jeff Albridge go ahead and do his thing? Are you surprised that as a defensive guy, he's not going to be, you know, the guy absolutely pulling the trigger on every single play? No, I think it's just that he's he's going to dance with the people that got him here because he said it in the press conference. Mm. He, he didn't do this alone. So he has he has some you know strong beliefs in Albridge, and he's going to let him do his thing. Now, if it becomes a you know a problem later on where they're playing defense horribly, then he knows that he's got to pull back the reins and take control. That's basically mm. it. He's doing he's doing team football all the way around, in every aspect, mm. coaches, players, everywhere. He's, that's that's what you call a leader. The CEO that we wanted, he just showed you, boom, that's how you do it. You got to come in and give all the people that bought you here a chance. That's a Rich, you brought it tonight, man. Listen, I, I got to go because I got I to gotta get back to the rest of these callers, man. You have a good night, and I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Thank you for having me on, and I just want to say real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Jamal Adams 
because thanks to him, we got two first-round picks, and he's about to get his favorite head coach back as his offensive coordinator, baby, Adam Gates for the Seahawks. Woo-hoo! Thank God. Here we go! <laughs> Joe, you have a good night. Salute to you, Rich. You have a good night. <laughs> listen, Rich, call it in with the fire, all right? And listen, you know. Salute to salute to Jamal. You about to have your best friend back. <laughs> you about to have your best friend back next to you. All right. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna keep going to these callers again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. That is the number to call in again when you call in. Please be patient. Okay. I will get to everybody. You're in the queue. Do not call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. Okay. I don't know what other people run their systems, but the way I run my system, you're in a queue. I can see you. I will get to you. If you keep calling in and hanging up, it just puts you at the back of the line every single time. You're wasting your time. Just call in, hold on, and I'll get to you, every single one of you. And if I don't know your name, I'm going to call your area code out, okay? If you should know your area code. If you know your area code and I'll call your area code out, please understand you need to come to the phone and talk. We need that fire tonight. We need that fire. We are coming fresh, Okay off of an amazing introductory pop concert. Nothing but fire from Sulla. A lot of things changing around here, all right? And we're changing things. So now I'm going to go to my guy E, man. My guy E is up next. E... I want to welcome you to the show first and foremost. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Oh, excuse me, it's not E. This is another a, caller, 914, excuse me. I'm coming directly to you. What are your thoughts about the press conference today with Sella? How are you feeling after watching him speak and talk about how he, you know, his plan to move and shake within this franchise? Well, I feel great. You know, it's nice for a change to not see the Jets be the team making a cavalcade of comedic errors in the offseason. Mm, mm, yeah, I, I mean, we. I think we've got our guy, but another thing that really made me extremely excited was talking about how the structure has changed within this franchise as well. Uh, you look at the I situation, know. the Jets have, have changed their reporting structure, so now the coach will report to the GM and the GM will report to the owners. What are your thoughts on that, man? Well, it's good, obviously. We know that, obviously, that the previous power structure resulted in the whole situation where – Adam Gates was able to force help the GM, which although was mm-hmm. pro- probably for the good, for the greater good, and obviously what led to us getting Joe Douglas, but you don't want that to happen in the future. So it's a good change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely is. But another thing that Sola also talked about as well was investing in players and having them buy in. Do you think that that's the right philosophy to have as a head coach? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I th- – I'm really looking forward to where we're going to be going in the next, especially this all season. And I think the days of the Jets tax might be over. Mm. Okay. You know, okay. Here, here's the what thing. are your thoughts about? Go ahead. Go ahead. Because, you know, it kind of reminds me of a very similar situation. I'm going to use baseball, for example. When right before the Mets had their press conference with their new owner, there was growing concern that their one of their pitchers, um, I can't remember, Marcus Stroman wouldn't resign. The moment after the press conference, he immediately resigns with the team. You know, and I feel like that's mm. solid, 
Solace press conference is going to have that same kind of residual effect where people are going to say, who is say, oh, no, I'm not going to go to the Jets. Let's say, you know, the Jets look like a really nice spot to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point as well. One thing I was going to bring up, too, is, you know, when you look at this situation and you hear a guy, you know, talk about how he wants to communicate the players and how he wants guys to buy in so that, you know, he can buy into them as well. And everybody buys in to the to, to the to what they want to do, the task at hand, you know, so that we all have a singular focus and we're all moving together as a team going towards whatever it is that we need to do to take care of the task. Uh, like you said, that does nothing but bode well guys around the league are going to look and be like, man, you know what? The Jets are a good spot now. Guys that oh, really speaking of that, about Alan Robinson apparently like the life. You know, they're, they're looking at this situation and they're going, hey, the Jets might be a place that I want to go now. This is somewhere where I feel like if I go there, I can flourish. My career is still going to be solid there. I'm going to be able to put up great numbers, and I'm also going to be coached by a great head coach. So that was a great point that you made there. And my final question for you is, before I let you go, is what are your thoughts about you know, Sam Darnold, Sella, you know, when they asked him a question about Sam and committing to him to be the starter, you know, next season, he just kind of said, you know, I'm not committed to that. We still got processes that we have to go through, but he did say some glowing words about him. But the fact that he didn't necessarily commit to him being the starter next year, do you think that that means Sam is on his way out? Well, it could mean anything, you know, it all depends on what's going to happen, you know, what's, evaluation they're basically buttering him up either they're buttering him up to build his confidence or buttering up to increase his trade value we won't know yet although with woody returning you know he might want to get something to chase some headlines sell some tickets so wouldn't surprise if he wants to make a move for a quarterback Mm -hmm. yeah I hear you there. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. I got to get oh, wait, back wait, to the rest of you. Oh, wait, before you go, I, want, I, got, I, got a, I got a Jets trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. Who holds the franchise record for interceptions in a season? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us. I can't even think of it right now. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere. It's a long oh, time ago. It, it was a long... Nope. Go it ahead, was in 19... 19- it was in 1964. Safety Danyard Paulson had 12. Woo! Fire! I like that. I like this Jets trivia. I like that. Okay, okay. Well, listen, thank you for calling in. Thank you for the trivia. All right, have a good day. And go All right, Jets. I want to hear from you next show. All right, you All have right. a good night, my friend. You too. Right, go thank Jets. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we got Jets trivia. People fired up. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. So next, we're going to get to my guy, Steve, in a second. Get to my guy, Steve. Savages, I'll be coming to you in one second. But I'm going to get to my guy, Steve, man, because I want to hear what Steve has to say about this introductory press conference of Robert Sulla. Steve, welcome to the show. What were your thoughts today about what Robert Sulla came in and he said with his mantra about all gas, no brakes? How are you feeling about that? Well, first of all, Joe, thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. You know, before, I got to tell you something right now. I remembered a couple of years ago when Adam Gaze first became our head coach, and I just remember during during that press conference, how he looked so dazed and confused, well, especially with with the look of his eyes, of course. But a couple of years later, going fast forward now, in 2021, 
that press conference was so impressive. Like, the way how he spoke about, like, how he wants to build this team in the right direction, I thought was absolutely phenomenal. And I give credit to Joe Douglas of what he did with this hire. This hire was absolutely phenomenal. And and that catchphrase that, that now that he has uh, all gas goes or whatever what it is, uh, but all yeah, gas I, no breaks. All gas no breaks. I thought and that's gonna that's gonna be a new T shirt coming out soon. Okay, that's gonna be a T shirt <laughs> that's gonna be selling out in Jet Station. <laughs> but but uh, let me just tell you something. The whole press conference was just so incredible. Like, how could you not be excited about this guy? Robert Sala, I know, is definitely going to do do this change in this franchise. Now, I remember saying on the show that I wanted Arthur Smith. I'm going to say that. But let me tell you something yeah. right now. I'm very happy with this hire. I think Robert Sala is going to do a lot of great things for this team for for the future. But now, obviously, in a couple of questions, you know, what we're going to see, you know, there's still going to be some questions that need to be answered, like what's going to happen with Sam? Are they going to do the thing with Deshaun Watson? Like, or are they going to, mm-hmm. or do they let, or do they trade Sam and take a quarterback at, at the second overall pick? Just don't know what what time is going to tell. Yeah, yeah, and and that's a great take, Steve, and that's what I got from you know uh, when they spoke about Sam and they talked about how you know he wasn't necessarily again committed to making Sam. You know, the starter, he's not going to say that. He did say that they were going through processes. So um, I do think that, you know, they just wanted to make it sure that even if, even if they've already made the decision, they want to make sure that they make it appear that they have not made a decision yet on Sam Darnold, which is smart. It's absolutely smart for what they're doing. You don't want to tip your hand. You want to make sure that people keep wondering, hey, what are they going to do, going to do with that second pick in the draft? Are they going to take a quarterback? Are they going to trade down? If I want a quarterback and they're, you know, if I want Justin Fields, I better, I better offer them what they want because otherwise they're going to take them. So that, that does nothing but bode well for us in our draft decisions, you know, to see uh, how, how we're going to go forward. But, Steve, one of the big things that came out of the, the press conference as well is Joe Douglas, you know, being talked about how he has the final say on personnel moves. What are your thoughts about that, my friend? No, here here is the thing, and I, and I'm kind of glad now because Christopher Johnson finally realized how a big mistake he made. I even remember going back a couple a few weeks ago, you know, at his end of the year conference call, how so fed up and angry and pissed off he was after that two and fourteen season and letting Adam Gaze go. Yeah. He finally realized that hiring Adam Gaze was not the right decision. But you know something, Woody is now going to be coming back, you know, because of what recently happened a few days ago, because of of the whole thing of what's happening in the United States now. But, you know, the thing is, the thing is, I think it's phenomenal. Like, Robert, this is honestly something that should have happened a very long time ago. Here is the thing right now that I'm going to say this. You know, because everybody was all talking about the thing with the Deshaun Watson thing. And here is my thing about him. Listen, I think Deshaun Watson is a phenomenal player. I have nothing against him. I think he has done phenomenal ever since he was drafted out of 2017 by the Texans. 
However, though, here's an issue with Deshaun Watson of trading him, and this is why I wouldn't do it. Number one, I think he's way too expensive to have. And the reason is, is that, and if we get him in a trade, the Texans are going to want a lot back. From what I'm hearing, they want three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson if they're going to trade. Well, that, that's just a starting the, point. That's just a starting point, though, Steve. That's not, that's not yeah. going to be the ending. But you, you're talking. Go ahead. You, you're talking that talk. Yeah. But the, see, but the thing is, though, for you Jet fans that are listening out there, it's just the thing of how I look at this is I would, as of right now, keep Sam Darnold. I would keep him. And I would, if I was Joe Douglas, I would make this statement now, as 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 we get closer to the to the off season. If there is any team that di- that needs a quarterback, and if any team is opening up the trade for us for the second pick and for us to trade down, I would personally do that because if, mm. if we try to do that, we could try to build through a draft. And I don't think Joe Douglas is going to do the thing with Deshaun Watson. I mean, I would get Deshaun Watson if it's a good deal. But I don't want to give up too much. And the, way, and the reason I say this is because I think there is a lot of talent in this draft class coming up this year in 2021. But listen, if you Jet fans want, want to talk to me about it, if you have any disagreements with me about it, that's totally – I have no problem talking to you guys about it. But we'll see what Joe Douglas does. And I think Joe Douglas is a type of a guy that wants to build through a draft. If you saw what he did last year in the draft, not like what Mike McCagnick couldn't do, you have to build through your draft to be a good football team. Listen, Steve, nothing but respect to you. That was a heck of a call, man. That was a heck of a call. Steve brought it. Steve yeah. absolutely did. I mean, nothing to say. Hey. I don't know if I got the bigger applause tonight or Robert Solomon in his press conference today. <laughs> yeah, Robert Solomon. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Steve, I got to get back to the rest of these calls, man. You have a good night. You too, man. Good night. All right. Listen, Steve called in with the fire. We, we can talk a little Deshaun Watson tonight. I know people want to talk about him too, but Steve says, hey, it's too, too rich for my blood, too expensive. I'm not having it. I'm not interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. I want to hear everybody's take on this. I do. I understand people are talking about three first-round picks. Listen, that's just the starter pack. That's just to get you to the table. That doesn't mean they'll actually trade him for just three first-round picks. I don't think they will. But I want to hear everybody's take on that tonight as well. We talk about Sulla. We talking about the press conference. We talking a little Deshaun Watson rumors. Talking Joe Douglas. We're talking Jets, man. We're talking Jets. I love this. So now I'm going back. I'm getting back to the uh, to the callers, man. My guys in the chat, the Savages. I'll get to you in a second. I gotta get to my guy from North Carolina, man. I gotta get to him. I got you know. You already know how we do. You know what I mean? This guy calls in. He's a heck of a Jet fan. He knows what he's talking about. And we get into it every Here time. we go. And you already know it's coming. Here we go. First off, oh, I yeah. want to welcome you to the show, my friend. It's always good to speak to you. Give me and your thank thoughts you for taking my on call. Robert Sulla's motto of all gas, no brakes. 
It's a great model. It's a formula for maximum effort, and uh, he represents my spirit because I'm a pretty intense individual. So he, he's the perfect, perfect coach for us. And it's so great to get through to talk to you. We ain't talked in a couple of weeks, so I can get into Salah, uh, Watson, and, of course, Sam Donald to close out. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. first, uh, Salah. Salah was the coach that I wish we could have brought in after we fired Rex Ryan. Although I know I'm a Rex Ryan guy. I, I was heartbroken over that. Yeah, that was one yeah. of the most sad, sad moments. Because Rex, we knew he cared, you know, unlike Gates. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he had his little ego, too. But we didn't question his sincerity and his love for his players and love for the Jets and wanted to, you know, turn this thing around and bring us that championship. That was a true tragedy in our history that we had to fire Rex Ryan. That was a sad day. I wish we could have brought in a Robert Fowler then. But I guess uh, it's a, a situation is destiny. You know, the time is right for Robert Fowler. Somebody sell us down, help bring credibility to us, just like Joe Douglas. And even, guess what? The owners are coming to their senses. They're tired. They're tired of losing, being bottom of the barrel. They're seeing the, the hand right on the wall with the Buffalo Bills. They're powerful again. So we're going to have to reckon with mm-hmm. them. We're going to have to get our act together in a hurry. And also, on the Deshaun Watson situation, I had a chance to revisit, thank God, for YouTube. You know, you can see the clips. I mean, he is fantastic. You know, he really reminds yeah. how good he is. But the price tag is too high. Three first-round picks. Just as a foundation for discussing a potential big deal, then you might have to give up twos and threes. That's too much. If this was the 1985-1986 Jets, it might be a little before your time, or the 2009-2010 Jets, yes, I've been willing to give up such a package because the teams were ready to win. They were ready to make a run for everything. But the current state of the Jets, no. They have too much rebuilding to do. They need offensive line help. They need more weapons on offense. The defense needs an edge rusher, cornerback. We need linebackers now. The linebacker group we have is not the same group we had on the Rex Ryan. We don't have a Calvin Payson. I know C.J. Mosley is a stud, but we don't know what he has left. He's been away for a while. And, uh, of course, Sam Donald. I want us to keep Well, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before before we get to Sam, you're bringing the fire right now. I want to play devil's advocate. That's what I want to do. I want to play devil's advocate. I'm I'm just going to challenge your point from the other side. I hear what you're saying about Deshaun Watson. You know, he's going to cost a lot. Three first-round picks, that is a lot. But the Jets do have four first-round picks, you know. They have yeah. two this year, two next year. So that's four first-round yeah. picks. Why can't we just give up, you know, both of Seattle's picks and the number two pick, to you know, this year and just go ahead and get him? Why not? You know what? If we could front Why can't we do that? Can somebody tell me why we can't do that? Year. Now, I'm going to tell you what. If we could have front-loaded okay. the deal with the four first-round picks and just give it to them and they don't ask for nothing else, yes, I could do it if I can keep my other picks. You know what I'm saying? But if they, they take three mm-hmm. out of the four first-round picks and then they ask for second-round picks and fourth-round, that's a lot. That's kind of steep. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Washington isn't worth it. He's a great, great talent. They say this young man is an excellent guy. He's a great person, too. They say he's a stand-up guy. He's a wonderful person. He's everything we want, just like mm-hmm. Donald is. But his production is off the chain. He's a top five two. I'm not saying he's not worth it, but ooh man, that's kind of kind of steep. You know, if the team yeah, if yeah. we were the Dolphins, we were in the condition the Dolphins were in. Yes, if this if this was the 2009 and 10 Jets on the Rex Ryan, where all we needed was a Deshaun Watson, you know, to take that next leap and probably go on and go to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, I would have made the deal. I've been willing to make that sacrifice because that's like a missing piece, you know, for us besides the edge rush, of course, the quarterback. I would have done it. But looking at the current state of this team, the needs we have, no, I can't do it. 
I'm un- I'm uncomfortable doing okay. it. I'm not saying they might not still strike a deal, and I wouldn't celebrate. Yes, I would celebrate. <laughs> you know, I, I you could play cool in the game celebration. I have it playing in my house, confetti falling. I'd be happy. I'd be laughing. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I'd be I'd be acting the fool. They break dance. I'd be like my man or uh, whatever. Uh, uh, coming to America, I feel like break dancing. <laughs> and I can't dance. I'd be happy. But you know, if it was up to me, no. I stick to stick okay. with Donald. Give him another shot. We got a new offense in here, and see can he adapt? And there's this more tailored to his skill set. Give him another chance. And I believe under this new coach, that'll breathe life into Donald. I don't think he wanted to play for Gay Fever, but he just didn't want to rock the boat. He's yeah. a stand-up guy. I remember stories when he would go to yeah. Gay's office because he wasn't comfortable. You know, Donald, he's not like Adams, where Adams will speak his, you know, speak his mind. Donald will try to hold stuff in. I think he he won't comfortable, but he couldn't say nothing. He tried to be a stand-up guy and okay. be a class act. And I know he happens. I don't know what. <laughs> that Salah's there. Yeah. And we're waiting to hear from him. We will hear from Donald at some point. He's happy. And, and, and Quentin Williams, all of them have. And I'm happy for him, too. And I think he can turn it around. Yeah. And before I go, yeah, I recommend. I don't go know if you've got a pencil or pen to write this down. It's called The Draft Network. There's a video I saw I downloaded. It's called Hear Me Out. It's a series. You're going to see it. It's wonderful. It's got great visual effects. It's called How Sam Donald mm. and the Jets won the Super Bowl. This video is on the cover. When you see it, it's going to have Emmy out on the side and Donald holding up the Super Bowl trophy with his cap. And the Lombardi trophy wears stealth black and green confetti. It looked real <laughs> with him holding up the trophy. And it narrates the story. It tells a story. We've got great visuals. This video is wonderful. It's wonderfully put together. It's beautiful. It, it would inspire you. It inspired me. I said, no, we can't give it for this guy. We can't, not now, mm. at least one more year. You know what okay. I'm saying? That video turned me around. It's called How Sam Donald and the Jets Want a Super Bowl. You can see it on YouTube. I recommend you check it out. And the next time we talk, you'll let me know what you think of it. Listen, I'm all for it. I, you know, we, we there's other things we got to do. There's definitely, you yeah. know, quite a bit. There's free agency. The draft is coming oh, yeah. moves we got to make, but we'll see if the Jets can get there, man. We'll see if they can get there. But listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You brought the fire. You have a good night, my friend. And you too. And thank you for taking my call as always. You're wonderful to talk to and I always join you. And as I hang up, I'm going to listen in. And you take care. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. You have a good night. Okay. Listen, you too. My now. guy from North Carolina. My guy from North Carolina, he knows what he's talking about, man. He knows what he's talking about. All right. You know, our people are fired up. We've got to see what the Jets can do. There's a lot of decisions to be made. But Salah in this press conference day, dude, it just, it just, you, you watch it and it just, it just shows, man. He's got it. You can see that he gets it. How easily he conveys his message, the way he orates football, the way he talks about that, you can see that the fire is there. And even with some of the hires, I talked about Greg Knapp. You know, he's bringing in Jeff Aldridge. There's also defensive line coaches, Eric Whitecott now, the de- assistant defensive line coach, Nate Ollie, Chip Vaughn, uh, Ricky Manning Jr. They brought in as defensive assistant. Hayes Pullett, they brought in as defensive assistant. They're just filling things out. We know we got uh, Mike LaFleur coming in as our offensive uh, coordinator. You know, you know, we got Benton coming in as our O-line coach, our run coordinator. Greg Knapp is our QB coach. That's a guy that has worked with various, quarterbacks across the league and some solid names, Steve Young, Peyton Manning, Mike Vick, Matt Ryan, and these guys had successful seasons with him as their QB coach. Maybe he's the guy that can turn Sam Donald around. 
And if he's not here to turn Sam Darnold around, if they move on from Darnold, maybe he's the guy to, you know, help our next quarterback, our next young quarterback, get on the level with his mechanics and everything. Telling you, Salah has put this, he's put a very solid staff in place. I like a lot of these hires. I like them a lot. So we're going to keep going to the lines, man. We're going to keep going to the lines. Next, I got my guy, Val. Listen, listen. Val, Val is something else, all right? Val is something else right now, all right? Val is a full-blown I'm bringing my guy Val on, okay? I already know that he's going to bring the fire. Val, I want to thank you for calling in. Welcome to the show. What are your thoughts about all gas, no breaks, my friend? Val? Hello? Val, are you there? Yeah, you're online, my man. Yeah, I can hear you. This is Prada. It's not Val. Oh, Prada, Prada, excuse me, Prada, Prada. What's going on, my man? How's it going, Joe? Oh, hey, I, I, this is okay. I already know who it was. I thought it was, I thought it was my man Val. <laughs> what is going on, Frank? How's everything going with you? What are your thoughts about Robert Sulla being our head coach, my man? How are you feeling about this? Man, Joe, I had to call in and uh, and just give an outside opinion, but I think you guys are doing an amazing job on the foundation, like you said. Foundation is everything in football. I'm bringing in Robert yeah. Sala to be the manager of the organization from the back, from the ground up is going to give you stability. I know firsthand, if you guys don't know, I, I'm a 49er fan, and um, mm-hmm. we, we love Sala. And um, there's already definitely all gas, no brakes T-shirts out there. Listen, again, everybody, I, I know this dude, he's a wonderful guy, man. You know what I'm saying? We've been friends for years. But tell me, can you break down for these people what all gas, no breaks means, man? Because, you know, we know this because we're on the West Coast. But tell, give them your description of what that means and, and what do you think the kind of intensity that comes with that when, when you talk about Sulla? When it comes to Robert Sala, all gas, no breaks means you do everything 103%. Nothing you do is half, you know, beep. Everything is 103%. You go hard from the minute you step on the field to how you tie up the laces on your cleats to how you put your helmet on to to put in, to put in your shoulder in the sternum of your opponent and driving his face into the dirt to, you know, everything. Everything, everything about him is intensity, intensity, intensity. And if you are a Rex Ryan fan, um, which is some of the funnest Jets errors of my time, um, you're going to love him. And especially, like you said, and like your caller said, with him um, delegating, which is means that he's going to be infectious to the special team, which I haven't heard anybody talk about. He's going to be infectious to mm-hmm. the offense, um, not just the defense. I, I believe this is going to be the first time since Rex that you guys are going to have a fullback. You know, this is something you can talk about with your other. That That's a different intensity. Um, this is going to be a time where 
You're going to have um, Mosley played in Baltimore, but you're going to have a defense that lets you have the underneath stuff, which what New England likes to do, but then punish you after you catch the ball every single time. Mm. It's a big reason why the NFC West don't allow a lot of running yards because they're tough, you know. You're going to get linebackers open free hitting you in the face every single time you run the ball. So you have to have a certain type of ball carrier. You either got to be really, really fast or he has to be really, really big. And um, it makes mm. the offense in your division change the way they approach their philosophy, you know. And having him yeah. not call plays on defense or not have to worry about the offense is going to make him only um, make sure that those idiosyncrasies are done throughout practice on a day-to-day, play-to-play basis, which is going to make uh, the Jets uh, – they're going to make them good really fast. Mm. Now, you, you talked about – I know you're you you know you're a Niners fan, so you saw this guy. You know, he put together defenses. Even when there was a lot of injuries, You your defense was still one of the best in the league. We have a guy here in Quentin Williams that we're extremely excited about. How do you think he fits in Sola's defense, and could you see him thriving this year and really making us taking a step forward even more, you know, with Sola out there and, and playing within that defensive scheme? Um, most definitely, especially because um, Sola, everybody wants to say that he plays, a, um, you know, the cover two, which is basically the Legion of Boom defense. He comes from that branch mm-hmm. from Dan Quinn. But he he plays to the strengths of the defense, which is why he got this head coaching job because um, Nick Bosa got hurt this year, and last year D Ford didn't play a lot when we went to the Super Bowl, and he had to figure out um, that's not working. It's, it's not working. We don't have the safeties. We don't have a May. We don't have a Jamal Adams. You know what I'm saying? We have yeah. Jaquasi Tart yeah. and Ward that gets hurt every three plays. So. Um, we 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 don't have nobody like May, you know, that is like, I dare you to throw deep on us, you know. He's going to be that center fielder, yeah. which is going to make your – that's why I said I think that your defense is going to be really good, really fast, because he plays the wide nine. So now he put the wide nine and he mixed that in with the cover two. It's like a whole different type of breed that he plays on top of the mm. fact that – um if you guys do end up um, re-signing May, which I hope y'all do, and then uh, which y'all should, um, and then get somebody who's a solid nickel who can actually um, not only defend but come down in the run and actually tackle and not get blocked, then it makes him. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy the amount of stuff you can do with that. And that's why the 49ers are so good because they can only rush four, have it have a nickel package, playing cover two, but K-Wan's coming off the edge getting a sack fumble. Or he's dropping back and, you know, Sherman or Mosley getting picks. You know, and then they coming up and they wrapping up, and like I said, they driving your head into the dirt. And it's like, damn, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to catch five-yard routes and get slammed every time, you know five, six, seven yeah, times yeah. in the field. It's frustrating for a diva receiver. So, um, especially somebody little like Edelman or somebody like like they can't handle that over and over again. They're gonna get hurt. So um the combination of the Y nine and uh Mosley is gonna thrive behind Quinnen too in that B 
because then he gets mm. to just fly down, fly down, and just do what he do. Which we got all pro Fred Warner. He's only all pro because Salah schemed him to be able to fly through because you have to deal with the edges coming off the wide nine. And um, I I, I want to point out something. You guys have the bag. So <laughs> so everybody everybody says, uh, oh, you know, I want to go play with Salah. Just how they said, oh, I want to play with Shanahan. And then um, we have t- uh, yesterday – they asked Jeremy McKinnon, are you coming back to the Niners? He's like, ha, F no. You know, and the media went crazy with that. But really it is, this is these people's livelihood. Right now, Salah's a, a new coach, but the Jets have the bag. So <laughs> free agents, yeah. the, the Jets is looking nice because they have the bag. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah, but you we, we got to be, we gotta be smart about it, though. We got to be smart with uh, our you, spending. You, that, you, that's the big thing. No, you you definitely have to be smart with it, but don't be a fool. Free agents are going to go or want to want to push themselves towards them getting more money, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. um, the fact that the Jets have the back and have um, all those draft picks, um, they could be young and good quick. They could be a combination of uh, veteran proven players and good, quick, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a number of ways you guys can go. And and just my humble opinion on the Sean Watson thing, um, you told me uh, earlier when we was talking that none of your linemen are there. So, and the same thing I say to 49er fans, please stop putting all this stock into draft picks because if you don't pick the right player, then the draft pick sucks, a la Solomon Thomas, third pick overall. Like, would you give up four mm. Solomon Thomases for Deshaun Watson? Yes, you would. Okay? Would you give up five Solomon Thomases for Deshaun Watson? Yes, you would. So, if you don't pick the correct player that's actually good at that pick, that pick means nothing compared to a quarterback that could be going to the Hall of Fame. We're not just talking mm-hmm. about a good yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but, 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 but at the same time, but I, I hear what you're saying. He is a top quarterback. But at the same time, when you look at the situation of where we're at, if, we, if we're going down this road, and this is before I let you go, but if, if you look at the situation where, where you're at, if you have to give up four first-round picks, which, uh, which is what I believe that, that you're going to have to give up for a quarterback like him. He's an elite quarterback, top five. You know, he, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He's 25. He's in the prime of his career. You're going to have to give up four first-round picks and even more than that, you're going to probably have to give up close to two drafts. Because if you listen to analysts, they were saying for Trevor Lawrence to get a shot at him, you'd have to give up two to three drafts. Well, for Deshaun Watson, who's the elite player in the league, he's what you hope Trevor Lawrence would even turn into. You'd have to give up that and more. The Jets are not in a space to do that. They're not. We don't have enough. You just said it yourself. We talked earlier. Our offensive line outside of Mekhi Becton, not good. You know, you look at the situation on yeah. offense as well. We don't have the wide receivers either. We don't have a number one. We don't have a number two. We Our cornerback situation is, is suspect. We don't have a number one corner. We don't have a pass rusher. We have questions. Oh. Safety, you just talk about bringing back uh, uh, Marcus May. If he walks, 
we don't have anybody back there. I'll say uh, Ashton Davis, who, who'd be a guy coming back in his second year after getting hurt and missing a lot of time in his first year. The Jets don't – we're not in a space to do that. If we had these same picks and this same – you know, we had a little bit of cap space, but we had built properly, then yeah. But the problem is, is like you said as well, we've poorly invested our draft capital. But this year, after Joe Douglas bringing in Mekhi Becton, bringing in Denzel Mims, looking how he, he was able to get Ashton Davis in the third, trading uh, Jamal Adams for two first-round picks, that gives you hope that this guy is going to be able to build if we allow him the capital to do so. So he's going to be able to turn us around because he's going to get the right guys. He got Mekhi Becton. That guy's a pro bowl in his first year. A lot of rookie young tackles don't come in and give you immediate production the way he gave us. He came into the joint and was immediately the best lineman on our line, period. When he was mid-time, this line was terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) It wasn't even close. It was terrible. So you have to allow him to get that draft capital and continue to move forward and make it better. I understand the allure of Deshaun Watson. I get it. I understand it. But if you're talking about giving up the capital that we're going to have to give up, not right now, not with the Jets, and never mind the fact that, yeah, he's only making, I think, like a 10 or $15 million this year, but the next two years, oh, it goes up, $35, yeah. $40 million. And, and, and that's Ask what the I was rest of the say. league how hard it is to build around a, a, a franchise quarterback when you have one. It's extremely tough. No more free agency. But, All these guys uh, you're talking about signing this year, guys like Joe Thune, Allen Robinson, $20 million a year kind of guys. Uh, guess what? They're going to be getting paid $20 million a year when Deshaun Watson's getting paid 45 and 30 That weighs heavily. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. But I'll give you the last word on it. Um, and I also want to get okay. your thoughts on, uh, before I let you go, your thoughts on Sam Darnold from the outside looking in. Uh, how do you assess him? And I'll answer both of them so I can uh, let you go to your next caller. Um, so, mm-hmm. And the argument that I make, and I make it the same way when I'm on podcast talking about 49ers, um, I believe my assessment of Deshaun Watson is not that he's a franchise quarterback. My assessment of him watching him in person multiple times is he's an elite quarterback, and there's a difference. You know, a franchise quarterback would be you trading $20 million the next two seasons, for Matt Stafford, that would be a franchise quarterback going to the Jets. Twenty million, I think he make like twenty million this year and twenty three million next year, which is which is solid. It's solid. Um, that would be somewhere, and then you giving up two first round picks for Stafford, but now you're a playoff team. That would be my equivalent of what you're saying. But what I'm, when you get an elite quarterback. The, the offensive line does not have to be the best because that's why you're an elite quarterback. And, and the, <laughs> I disagree. And, 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 okay, I disagree. Well, I'm going to tell you go, go ahead. I Houston, disagree, though. Houston's okay. line is worse than y'all. Mm-hmm. Houston's line is worse than y'all. They, no, well, they don't have a, a back then. Let, 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 let me tell you and, why, because we're going to go at it. Let me tell you why. It's because – you know, you know Deshaun like I know Deshaun. Early in his career, was he not getting hurt a lot because he was taking shots? He had a, I think he had a punctured lung at one point because he was taking yes. shots. He was getting hit a yes. lot. If he comes here, he's going to get hit a lot. <laughs> like, nah, that's, that's man. Nah. You look at him, he was running for his life. He's going to get hit a lot. And let me tell you something. 
He's great. He's phenomenal. He's 29 and 27 with the Texans. They had, a, they had better, better Raptors in those years than we've ever had, damn near. We've never had a DeAndre Hopkins. We don't have a Will Fuller. We don't have those guys. We don't have a Tunzel. He's 29 and 27 with the Texans. You come over but here, we have that, a worse roster than they have. With, without that line, he was still putting up 35, 40 tubs. And, and the old okay. Jets team is not, is not the team he will be playing on. He will be playing on this new Jets team. And like I said, okay. a draft pick is only as good as the player you pick. We got George Kittle in the fifth round. So, you know, it's about who you pick and how you pick your team. You can pick good players because and, – and going to Darnold, if everybody is feeling like it's going to take three, four – uh, first rounders, all it takes is one team to put an offer out there and everybody else being scared and not put an offer out there, and then that's what it is. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, if if EB don't go to the Texans, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> and that's not going to go Ooh. down quick. But, um, yeah, that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> but as far, <laughs> as far as Donald go, Donald is that guy. And, um, of course, Salah's not going to say – that, you know, that's his guy right now, not because um, he's he doesn't want to um, lie to the locker room. It has nothing to do about the locker room. It has to do with the fact that um, Douglas is going to will and deal, like you would say. So if if they get another quarterback of Zach Wilson uh, or Fields, but I think y'all will go with Wilson. I think that, that Douglas will go with Wilson. If y'all got Wilson – and y'all said Wilson is the dude, they still want to have that stock high for a team like the 49ers that might give y'all a second-round pick for Aaron Donald or the Raiders or, you know, one of these other teams that that still looking for a young quarterback, you know, to give him a change of scenery. So his stock is still high right now, and you want to keep it that way. And then if you do miss out or you don't want to take Zach Wilson, even though I think y'all are going to take Zach Wilson, but – if you don't, Wilson, mm. then you tell uh, then you're going to get the O lineman, and now you're going to have a, a elite. <laughs> when I mean elite, I mean elite offensive line with Beckton and Sewell running Rutshaw over the AFC East. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then. Um, <laughs> he's going to have all. I like I like the sound of that. He's gonna have all day back there, and 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 like yeah. I said, y'all got the bag. So you said Robinson, y'all saying Robinson. I'm saying you can go cheaper, get you a Corey Davis who balled out this year for Tennessee and is six five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's options out there, man. It's a lot of things I could yeah. go all day on what the Jets could do. Yeah, yeah. But y'all in a, y'all yeah. in a good place, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are. And I'm going to let you go because I got to get back to the rest of these callers. Listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night, man. When I do shows, I need to hear from you more often, all right? All right, man. All right, you have a good one. You too. Listen, that, that, you know, that's my friend. He's a Niners fan. I got my guy calling in, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get back to these lines. A lot of people got a lot of opinions, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Call in. There's a lot of people. They want to talk about Deshaun Watson. We're going to talk about Sulla's press conference. How are you feeling? I'm getting to my guy here. I think this is my old Jets fan calling in. 
Oh, a Jets fan calling in here. How are you feeling today, my friend? I want to thank you for calling in. What are your thoughts about the Robert Sulla press conference? How are you feeling about all gas, no breaks, my man? Really good about it because he's uh, he looks like the real deal. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely does. Mm-hmm. He seems absolutely. like a guy that, again, that, that gets football, that understands, you know what I'm saying, what, what it takes to – to help players get to where they need to go and get better. Uh, what are your thoughts about the structure changing, though? Because that was a, a thing that popped out as well in this press conference, a question that was asked by a reporter. It seems like the Jets, you know what I'm saying, Chris came out and said, listen, we changed our structure. The seller's going to report to Joe Douglas, and Joe Douglas is now going to report to, you know, the ownership. How do you feel about that? Well, absolutely uh, ecstatic, uh, Joe Douglas is part of the Ravens. Uh, uh, the coach is part of the San Francisco 49ers. These are two of the most successful franchises over the past, what, 20 years? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the idea of actually having a line of uh, communication and, uh, you know, being held accountable for the results on the field. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. What are your thoughts? about Greg Knapp coming in as well as a, you know, as a QB coach. He's worked with a lot of great QBs, Vic, Young, Peyton Manning. Is he a guy that you think, if we keep Sam Darnold, is he a guy that you think could help Sam Darnold turn around and really become mechanically solid? Well, thank God for that, because uh, what can I say? Um, These habits that Sam Darnold had should have been removed in college, um, mm-hmm. you know, some of these long throws and, you know, these mistakes that he makes, uh, generally speaking, he's the best player on the field. Uh, I've been watching mm-hmm. every game, and I've seen him in a 41-7 to loss be the only one that scored because of him. So at the bottom, the bottom line is, is that having a QB coach uh, uh, Tom Brady had a QB coach for all of his career. So, yeah, I'm actually excited about it. And having a, an individual that's uh, responsible for the QB really makes me, uh, you know, like think that we keep this pick and we uh, draft Penny Sewell and line him up mm. with McTuck Beckton. Or we trade down a few slots. Uh, and we'd be able to get him as long as we got before the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Okay, okay. So what are your thoughts about everyone wanting Deshaun Watson? Are you on that train as well? Well, how can I not say that I don't like one of the best players in the NFL? What What do you want me to say? But mm-hmm. this is a team that traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick and David Johnson, so I would lowball them to death. Lowball them to death. <laughs> I, I would give them uh, the the second round, uh, second first round pick, uh, the, the 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 Seattle pick next year, and Sam Darnold. And if they bite, I win. So mm. you know, uh, look at it this way: they've been incompetent for a good part of two decades. So why don't we depend mm-hmm. on their incompetence? I mean, take okay. a but, look but at why would, why would they remain incompetent, though? That's, oh, well, that's the big question what? for me, is, is why would they remain incompetent? Because if you're talking about, 
You know, and I understand you definitely want to lowball them. You definitely want to try to get away with whatever you can. But again, they they are incompetent, but they also know, you know, they got uh Bill they got O'Brien up out of there. They fired him for making that trade. They also fired him because of the season that they had. They're trying to turn things around. If they're gonna let go the best franchise, the best quarterback that they've ever had in their franchise history, don't you think that they're gonna want something back? And that leads me to my last question for you is if you if the Texans come to you and say, Okay, how about this? You give us five first rounders and two full drafts. Are you doing that? No, hell no. Uh, but the, the point okay. I'm trying to make is that this is a franchise that has been incompetent since the beginning. So what I'd like to suggest to you is if we offered them the lower half of the two draft picks with Seattle and Sam Darnold and they bit, because guess what? The only other team, what, who's going to trade from Miami? With Troy, Tull- Miami could, Tull- um, the Niners, the Niners right. could as well, because there's a lot of teams that are prepared to win that have the cap pick or have the capital as well that I think could okay. also get involved too. Um, the Niners could, um, like like you said, the, the Miami, the Dolphins could. There's, there's like some teams that could offer some things. But I'm, I'm just making the point is that there's not much out there. And they've already, hmm. they've poisoned their relationship with uh, – uh, 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 Deshaun Watson. So if they're willing to take the lower half of the two draft picks and Sam Donald, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I'd do that in a mm. heartbeat. As long as we keep our number two, uh, I don't care. I mean, I mean, look, put it this way. Do I think it would happen? No. But I would tell you mm-hmm. that I would be in the mix with them, talking to them, and uh, if we were able to get rid of those last two picks, it, make it the Jamal Adams trade with Sam Darnold. If they took that, fine. <laughs> because yeah, uh, I, look, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I just, I just think that that's tough. That that's tough because the value isn't there. And again, I get they're incompetent, but they're not that dumb. I mean, they're stupid, oh, but they're not that really? stupid. Like, you know what really? I mean? Like, I I, I understand the take, but. They, I don't think they're that dumb. They're not dumb enough to trade this guy away for two low first-round picks and nothing else. Yeah, but yeah, they did trade DeAndre Hopkins. They fired the guy that did that, though. All right. I love you, though. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. (laughs) Thank you so much, you you beautiful wife. Thank you, and uh, thank you for calling in. You have a good night, all right? Brother. All right. Listen, I, listen. I, I'm going to keep going to these lines. I understand what people are talking about. I just don't lowballing the Houston Texans for the best quarterback that they've ever had in franchise history. Let me explain something, y'all. When when they were talking about you know the possibility of him being gone and when he was upset, you guys understand that they literally were organizing a march outside in Houston, and he had to tell the fan base, please don't do that. Like, everybody understands the impact of him leaving. Everybody. So if you're telling me that you think they're going to give away this guy for just two first-round picks, I just find that highly unlikely, especially when we're talking about analysts and everyone else is talking about how much you can get for Trevor Lawrence. Hell, the Jets fan base was talking about how important Trevor Lawrence is and how high of a regard you folks hold him in and how much draft capital we could get if we decide to trade down and give another team a chance to get Trevor Lawrence, but people think that you're going to get Deshaun Watson for two first-round picks, that's highly unlikely. I think that's highly unlikely. You're going to give up quite a bit 
for an elite quarterback in this league. He's literally a top five QB. You know, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think we have enough. But I'm going to keep getting to these lines. 518, 518, I'm coming directly to you. Your oh, new call, give me your name, on? where you're from. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on this New York Jets press conference with Robert Sella. How are you feeling after him stepping out, talking to the people, and talking about all gas, no brakes? What are your thoughts on that? I like it. This is Big Green from Saratoga. I left a message on your What's board. What's going on, Big Green? I get through, doing, bud? Uh, well, I like the all gas, no brakes. Sounds like uh, Bridgestone's got a new sponsor. <laughs> a new face. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I what really like everything. About that mantra? I love it. I want to see someone run through a wall for this team. I haven't seen it since mm-hmm. Rex Ryan. I mean, we had Todd Bowles, who was like a mute. had Adam Gase, who was a hot dog salesman. Uh, but I'm very excited. I could see us going to the playoffs, uh, not this upcoming year, but the year after, but us being close this year. Mm. Okay. I'm very okay. excited what about the future. What are your thoughts about the structure, the organizational structure with the Jets changing? Looks like we're gaining competency. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Because no way yeah. should the uh, coach I, I mean, be I, on the same level as the general manager. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think that this is this is extremely important for us going forward because you change the structure. You get a, you know, you make sure that the reporting structure is correct. And then everything moves on an accord, on the same accord. We've got to make sure that every guy understands what they need to do, where they need to be, and how they need to do business. And, again, with that structure changing, that's exactly what it does. You, don't, you, you, it, you, know, you won't have the infighting like we had before with McCagnin and, Bol, uh, McCagnin and, and Adam Gaze and all this nonsense and the going on. And it was completely scheming. ridiculous. Yeah, and the backstabbing and stuff like that. That was completely ridiculous. But my final question before I let you go is, I want to get your thoughts on Sulla not, you know, necessarily committing to Sam Donald. There's a lot of fans that look at that and just say, hey, that means that Sam is gone. Do you agree with that? Uh, I'm going to take him at uh, face value. they got to do more uh, research. Even if they had their decision to move on with him, you got to keep his stock value high. So, mm. I mean, look what the Eagles did. I mean, I think Douglas left uh, when they did it. When, what was it, Goff? Or the Eagles traded no Bradford for a first round pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They keep Sam, and then yeah. if somebody else's quarterback goes down, we could get a first rounder for him. Who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I hear you. Listen, Big Green, you were spitting that fire tonight, man. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have a good night. You too. Listen, Big Green calling in. He's got some takes. All right. He's got some takes. I'm going to keep getting these lines, all right? We've got a lot of people on the line. I'll get to everybody. Please be patient. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Please call in. The only thing I say, hey, don't call into my show cursing. I'll get you out of here. I'll get you out of here faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. I'll get you out of here faster than we put together that press conference for Sulla. I'll get you out of here faster than we brought in Greg Knapp to better this football team. I'll get you out of here. <laughs> Fast, fast, so fast. I'm going to my guy Julio on the lines. Julio, I want to welcome you to What's the show, up, my man. What's I've going on, here. man? Give me your thoughts about all gas, no brakes, Julio. How are you feeling about that? Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm a savage. I love it. Mm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
already bringing the fire. You bringing the energy to the table. Give me your thoughts on Sam Darnold at this point, man. You know, they asked Sulla if he was committed to naming him the starter. He didn't do it. Do you think Sam Darnold is out of here? No, I don't think he's out of here at all. Okay. You know, before I throw you, hey, and you know me, I send you, I send you an email the other day or whatever about the trades and stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. man, I just think they're going to keep him. They're going to work with this boy. This boy got talent. He just had the wrong mm-hmm. coach. He went to the wrong system at that time. I don't think he's going to go after Watson. I think with Joe Douglas' mind, because if you think about how Joe Douglas thinks, he looks for capitals, man. He's not about to get more mm. of the capital that he can fix the team, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, no, listen, I hear you. Know, you. I hear you. <laughs> and, look, I feel like with that number two pick, he's going to get a lot of capital. And I think I, mm. I, I think you respond to me and you say, what happens if you still stay at number two? Then we get that offensive tackle for Oregon. But. Okay. But, so you want to you what. Or you, you want, you want, uh, you want Pene Sewell. That's if we can't trade down. But if okay. we can get some capital, okay. because remember, I, I think, and, and like I say, if we trade that number two pick to the Bengals for that number five pick and get that, get that number five, get the 38 pick, and also the 2022 first pick and the 2022 second round pick, mm-hmm. we will be good. And then, number, I think okay. I, I said it too, we, we trade that number fifth pick and the 91 pick mm-hmm. to the Lions for the pick seven and pick 41. Mm. So like that, we can okay. get okay. some players. Because then in yeah. the first round, we nope. can go after Jamar Chase, that number one receiver. I love Jamar Chase. Yep. I think he will fit perfectly in that and mm. and uh, Mike refer um, system. Um, okay. We, like like what's his name was saying? We need defense. We need corners. We haven't had a true corner since when? <laughs> the real reason? Quite a bit of time, man. Quite a bit of time yeah. to listen. This is my final question for you because you're bringing the fire right now and you're talking a lot. Yeah. Would you be interested in Deshaun Watson? There's a lot of people talking about him right now. What is the most that you would give up? What is the most? I think I would give up mm-hmm. the Seattle first-round pick. Okay. I think I would give up next year first-round pick. And then third, fourth, and the fifth of the next year pick. Oh. So only two first round picks, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. Okay, you know that that's the offer. And, that and the reason the table, why I don't know if you get that, Julio, why, but I hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. And ahead. the reason for that, you got to remember, Watson's got some injuries that he had on his on his foot, I believe, right? Before mm-hmm. he had surgery on one of them, right? What say it again? So you, we you know, Yeah. So if he get injured, then we stuck with him. Remember all that money we mm. got to pay home after this year, you know? Mm. Yeah, listen. But that's why I say know, I, I don't think that. There, Julio. And I don't think Joe Douglas would think like that. I think Joe Douglas is more, give me capital, let me build the team the way mm. I want to, where I don't need to pay a lot. Yeah, yeah. Look, I respect it. Listen, Julio, I got to get back to these lines, man. You're bringing the fire tonight. I want to thank you for calling in, my yeah. man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. So, all right, you got it. Are you you have a good one, man. Listen, Julio bring the fire, man. 
Julio Listen, 515-602-9639. I keep going to these lines. Listen, I'll hear a lot of people talking about draft picks, and now all of a sudden, everybody in the fan base is saying, well, draft picks aren't guaranteed players. Draft picks are lottery picks. You know what's crazy? Is y'all said that, but then this, this fan base is also the same fan base that had an entire tank for Trevor campaign. Isn't Trevor Lawrence a draft pick? Isn't he a guy that could bust out? As a matter of fact, if you look at the propensity for high first-round pick QBs to bust out, it happens pretty often. That's all I'm saying. So now all of a sudden, draft picks don't mean anything. They don't matter. But they mattered a whole hell of a lot, okay, when we won our first game and everybody was going off about how we missed out on Trevor Lawrence. But still and yet, Trevor Lawrence is a draft pick. That's all I'm saying. Give me, some, give me your take. Give me your thoughts because I want to hear from people tonight about this, you know? There's a lot of things going on. So I'm going to go to 661. 661, I'm coming to you, new caller. Give me your name. Give me where you're from. And give me your thoughts on the Robert Sulla press conference. How are you feeling about it? How are you feeling about all gas, no breaks? What are your thoughts about this? Wow, man, I see how you forgot about me like that. <laughs> what's going um, on? Oh, is this Jason? Yep. Yeah, what's going on, Jason? <laughs> Give me your thoughts, my bad, man. Give me your thoughts. Uh, how how are you feeling about the Seller Press Conference, my man? Oh, I'm feeling good, man, especially um, keep on the gas, man. Dude, I'll, I'll be right with them, man. I'll be, if they need me, dude, mm-hmm. I'll be right there. I'll go through the walls if I have to. Just mm. go do it. Just get, just get what has to be done. You finish strong. I like what he said, dude. It's kind of weird. It's a weird. It was kind of weird to me because I'm not used to this. Because I'm used to Adam Gaze or Topol's little, oh, um, we have to look on tape and and all that. So you know what? I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And um, something that I found interesting is that everyone, we're from the Watson situation. Everyone's downplaying mm-hmm. the second overall pick. This isn't just a when this is this isn't a late or mid round. This is a high pick. This pick teams will have to trade up to. This is worth like two and a half first round picks. So this pick alone, especially for the, if we give this to the Texans, they're going from the mm-hmm. second. Um, I think they have. I forgot what the next pick is, but from going from that pick to the second pick overall in the NFL draft. That's huge mm-hmm. for them. So plus yeah. that, well, but and here, probably here's, the deal, a though. here's the deal with that though, Jason, and I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to challenge your point is that I understand what you're saying. Look, you know, you give them the second, second pick in the first round. That that's big. Yeah. But this is also, we're talking about a generational quarterback. We're talking about an elite quarterback that's 25 in his prime that they're looking to move and trade. I mean, you never really hear about anything like this in the NFL. So, yeah, that's a right. second pick in the first round. But this is a guy that is a generational talent. This is a guy that's done it for multiple years, okay? So that's not going to be enough. Right. That's not enough. you got to give up more. If Trevor Lawrence well, was worth two full drafts, that's what analysts said. Analysts said that. That was all over Twitter. Everybody's talking on the timeline. All the analysts talking about Trevor Lawrence is worth two first round – or, or is, is worth two full drafts and multiple first rounders to move up and get. Then what is Deshaun Watson? Wouldn't Deshaun Watson be worth more than that? Give me your thoughts, Jason. I'm gonna give you give you the floor before I let you go. Yeah, yeah, and that's true and all. But you know what? There's one person that has proven this time again. He has always handled this kind of situation. So Joe Douglas, 
Look what he did with Jabal Adams. Everyone thought that we were, at most, we were going to get like a second or third round pick, maybe a fifth. No one expected the haul of picks we got for Jamal Adams. He finessed the Seahawks GM. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I think he could finesse the um, Texas GM. You know, I believe in him. Mm-hmm. I believe he can get it done. And you know what? You see if he's actually – everyone likes to hide Joe Douglas as he is. Let's see if he can finesse one more GM and get Watson. i like to see if he could do it or not. Okay. Absolutely. Listen, Jason, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It was phenomenal. I got to get back to these lines. You have a good night, my friend. You too, man. Go Jets all. No, salute to you. Go Jets. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to keep getting to these lines. We've got quite a bit of callers. Things is heating up. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to my guy. I think this is my guy. Uh, I think this is my guy, Sean. I think Sean is coming up next. You already know how it goes when Sean calls in. He loves to just argue with me. He never, he never wants to agree with me for no reason. I, I've never done anything to this man. All I've done is respect him. You know, I take his calls. You know what I'm saying? But every time he, he wants to yell at me, so I, I yell back. I, I, I'm keeping it real. So listen, Sean, welcome to the show, my man. What are your thoughts about the Robert Sella press conference? Man, I'm hyped. I am hyped. Let's go, Jets, baby. Let's go. He is. He what are your thoughts about he was all gas, no breaks, man? How are you feeling about that mantra? I like that mindset, and I like that he was very prepared for the interview as well, man. He they he mm-hmm. answered all the questions correctly. He got us all up in the air about Sam Darnold. You know, and, uh, you know, I like how he's going. He's getting a lot of these players motivated already, you know, and that's what we need. We need some excitement right now because we was, you know, I didn't even want to watch the Jets. You know that. We didn't even want to watch the Jets at one moment. But now I'm hyped. I'm hyped, man. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. One thing that you just said was, you know, it got us all up in the air about the Jets or all up in the air about Sam Darnold because, again, like you said as well, he's not committed to Sam being the starter next year. When you look at that situation, in your mind, does that mean that Sam is gone? Because I know some, you know, some fans are saying, it, hey, that means he's out of here. Do you agree with that? Uh, I'm, I'm going both ways with it because that's what they're supposed to do. They're just building up his stock. Either they're going to keep him or they're going, to, they're going to trade him. And that's the best way. That's the only answer you could give him. Hey, just hey, just hey, you, you, he's a great player. He's this. You, we don't know. He's non-committal with anything. You don't know where he's going. So at the end of the day, I mm. can't really give you a, a, an answer because you don't know where they're going, you know. And looking at Joe Douglas mm-hmm. and Robert Sala, you got to understand, too, Robert Sala signed a five-year deal. I don't understand. I can understand why people are talking about um, Watson, but they're not going to – we're, we're going to put ourselves back if we, if we give up all these draft picks. We're not, we're not the Buccaneers where we got Tom Brady, you know. We're not, we're not Seattle where we got – I know Watson's a great player, but we're not in that position. We're going to do it again. We got all the money, and now we're willing to go spend it, and we still got to pay him all that money. We don't have, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have an edge. We don't have an edge washer. You know, we don't so, have a wide receiver. So you don't want to have, have anything have to do with, with with Deshaun Watson. You don't want to have anything to do with trading him. You're not interested. I mean, he's a great player, but we're not in that position. Every time we get into a good, great position, we end up blowing it by giving up draft capital or we give up we give up our money. Everybody was talking about tank for Trevor, like you just said, tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor. And now it's like, well, yeah. if Watson comes, he's going to change our whole organization. 
it's not going to happen. We need a team. That's what that's what Robert Sala was talking about. We need a team. Can't build a team with mm. one great player. It doesn't work like that. You need all eleven people on the field, qualified players that work together. I know Watson's a great player, but why are we going to give up four first round picks? We just got great capital from Jamal Adams. Why are we going to give it up where we could just trust Joe Judge, Joe Douglas, get our draft capital, and move on? Mm. Okay. Okay. Look, I respect that. I respect that. This is a call. This is a call you're bringing to fire right now. I'm not, and then another thing. I I'm going to give you the roses. You're bringing the fire right now. I'm going to give you the last word before I let you go, though. My last question for you is, what are your thoughts about Joe Douglas having the final say on the roster decisions? How do you feel about that? I mean, he's doing a good job. I mean, think about it. You know, some of these players, yeah, everybody's saying they were hurt, but also you got to also understand he already had an idea that Adam Gates was going to be out. I honestly thought the same thing. You know, why are you going to bring in all these players, all these talented players, and pay all these crazy amount of players when you know that the organization is really going downhill? Now it's going back uphill. So now that it's going back uphill and players want to play for Robert Sala, why are you going to – you already know Joe, Joe Douglas doesn't like to dish out money. He said it when he first came here, that he wants to build this organization where people respect the Jets. The first thing, as soon as, as, soon as Robert Sala comes, everybody's jumping. Oh, the Jets got a great coach, and, and they, got, they got money. So the first thing they're going to do is, oh, everybody wants to go play for the Jets, and we're just going to start throwing out money. It doesn't work like that. We don't win championships like that. It's not going to – and another mm. thing, you know – it's not going to happen. You know, we'll take Wilson. They got a five-year deal with Robert Sala. You build like that. That's why you got a quarterback coach. I know I know Sam Darnold, but you can't pay Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's not worth $25 million. He's not. And it, it's unfortunate because he just came into an organization at the wrong time. And that's the thing. Sam Darnold's a, quality, uh, a qualified quarterback. He just came into this situation at the wrong time. And he just needs to go because okay. we, we can't we can't pay him twenty five million and he hasn't shown us anything. It's a little glimpses here and there. It's just it just doesn't work mm-hmm. out. And it's not because he's not a great player. It's just because the situation that they're in. We got we're in a rebuilding stage. We're not here to just throw money at everybody. We have to rebuild again. And another person to look out is Trey Lance because you know um, with the yeah, quarterback he, on uh, yeah. the quarterback from um, he was um, what's his on the Eagles. You know Carson Wentz. You know he went yeah, to yeah. that school. Yeah, yeah. I know so who you're talking thing. about. Uh, you know the, the guy that was able to step in uh, when Wentz, you know, wasn't necessarily playing well. They brought him in, and he he did a really solid job. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You brought the fire. I got to get back to these lines. So you have a good night, my friend. And one and uh, one more thing before I let you, before you let me go, real quick. I don't understand mm-hmm. why everybody's saying we we need a draft of uh, Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell is a left tackle. We already have a right tackle and a left tackle. All we need is Dooney, and we draft another guard. We need a right guard. That's what we need. We don't need, we don't need Su, uh, uh we don't need Penny Sewell. He's a left tackle. He's Penny not Sewell. a right okay. tackle. I don't understand. I don't understand why everybody keeps saying we're gonna put him at right tackle. He's not gonna. He's not a right tackle. He's a left tackle. We already have a left tackle. We just need interior line, okay. and that's what we need. Yeah, look, I hear you. You're bringing the fire. I got to get back to these lines. Thank you for calling in. Listen, Sean, Sean, Sean is bringing the fire. He brought the fire tonight. He brought the fire tonight. I like the way that he talked about building his football team. I'm going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to try to get to everybody tonight. Um, next, I'm going to my guy, Chris. Chris, what's going on, my friend? How are you doing tonight? What are your thoughts about Robert Sella and his press conference? 
First off, let's go J-E-T-S, Jet fans. I'm excited. We have a new coach that's showing just like Let's go. Let's go, baby. Put on the full throttle pass all the way. No breaks here because we are the green wall. We are the Jets, baby. I'm excited. I'm hyped. I've never been more and more proud to wear J-E-T-S gang green colors out in this public domain, man. Let's go. Listen, you bringing the heat right now. You didn't turn everything up. Give me your thoughts about Sam Darnold right now, my man. They were non-committal to say that he was going to be a starter next year. Do you think that that means that Sam Darnold is gone? We got to trust the process. In Joe Douglas and and Robert Sala, we trust people. No matter what, mm. we have to have trust. Joe Douglas has shown us that he takes this job seriously like a company should, like a rising company. And Robert Sola is showing you that this is a culture where we have to show respect and we have to show caringness to each individual player. So I would love it if Sam Darnold does stay. It would be a great way to show mm. that, that the team has faith in him completely and they that the talent was still there or is still there and they can rise above all the challenges. However, again, I have to trust the system. We, were, we have to know what they're doing is best in future. And if they do decide to pass on Sam, I understand it. My only prayer is if that is the route they go, please send him somewhere better. Please send him somewhere where mm. he does deserve the rise. Because we all know it was, never his, it was never his fault from the position he was in. It was not on his, yeah. it was not on his shoulder there. Yeah, listen, I hear you. Listen, I, I got to get back to these lines, man. You brought the fire. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have a good night, all right? Absolutely, guys. And guys, check E-T-S. Let's go. That was nothing but fire. I love my guy, Chris. He brings the energy, man. He brings the absolute energy, folks. Stop. This is another Chris. Another Chris, 857. Another Chris coming onto the line. How are you feeling today, hey, my man? Give me your thoughts about this Robert Sella press conference. Okay, I got a different opinion about this, Robert. I like the whole press conference. I like the energy. But my first choice was Eric Bieniemy. I think Eric Bieniemy, okay. as far as what, they, what he did last week, and you saw what he did with Chad Henning beating the, um, the, 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 the Browns in the playoff game. But I like the press conference. I like the energy. We will give him a chance to, you know, do what he do what he has to do, you know. But he wasn't my first choice. I still think Eric Bieniemy is the best coach out there uh, to the thing. But but let's see what this guy can do. He looks he bet anybody's better than Landon Gates. Okay, okay. Look, and I hear you. You know, Eric B was was definitely a guy that I was high on as well. But yeah. you know, we got Solid in the building. I'm excited about yeah. him. I like what he does. 
Uh, you know, I watched yeah. the Niners as well, so that's what got me hyped. But I respect, I respect yeah. what you're talking about. But when you yeah. look at this situation, because he is here now, he is hired. Were you surprised yeah. when they asked him about him calling the defensive plays? Were you surprised that he said that he was not going to do that, and he instead he was going to make sure, you know, that he had a defensive coordinator, Jeff Albridge, was going to come in and call the plays? Are you shocked that he's not going to be, you know, the guy pulling the trigger on all the defensive calls during games? Well, I think because you have a, you know, you have a game plan. And I think that, you know, obviously the game plan goes across the thing. You know, obviously he'll have his input in the game plan. So he'll be in both parts of the board calling the plays. But I'm sure that he'll have his handprint on both sides of the ball, you know, about about both teams. So, you know, I'm excited about see what this guy can, uh, what can do. A lot of the players in the NFL like him. They say he's a good coach. And, you know, this is the things we can get free agents. So I'm excited we can we can do. About the Deshaun Watson thing, this is what I want to climb in. You go ahead. That was going to be my last question before I let you go. I'm I'm different than every other fan that you you get. I'm different than every other fan that just called up. I'm saying you give up whatever you have to get a franchise. Wow. You don't have have nothing. I mean, Jeff fans, I mean, how long have you said, okay, let's build a team around this guy. Let's build a team around. We built a very good team around Mark Sanchez. And he still couldn't deliver. Okay, he lost to Benson mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. We cannot go over the top. We cannot get there without a franchise quarterback. And Sam Donald, I mean Sam Donald, unfortunately, it's I put it's not on his own. It's not on his responsibility. But you know, if you look at statistically from a clean pocket, he was one of the worst guys for his completion. Now that has a lot to do with the receivers and stuff like you said before. You know, but you have to do what you ever have to do to get a franchise quarterback if they're available. Mm. But I think that the, the Texans are going to hire Eric Bieniemy, so I think that Deshaun Watson thing is just going to be like a thing that was talked about. So, but you have to do yeah. what you have to do to get a your franchise quarterback. I'm sorry, okay. it, it, these listen, quarterbacks hey, listen, and, I, and I hear you. Yeah, and listen, I hear what you're saying, but when you. <laughs> We're not set up that way, but I, I do respect your take. I understand that a lot of people hold that take as well, but the type of capital that we have to give up, I think is extremely tough. And even you talking about Sam Darnold, it's like you talk about a clean pocket. He rarely had that. That guy was running for his life every single week. But listen, I respect right. your take and I respect your call. I want to yeah. thank you for calling in, my friend. You have one, a good night. One, one, last, one, one, one last thing before I go. Go ahead. Go one, ahead. Of the you about, mm-hmm. one of the things you talked about is not building a team through free agency. And if you look at the team, last yeah. team that went to the championship, you got Calvin Pace, you got Santonio Holmes, you got Brent, you got mm-hmm. uh, you have um, uh, Braylon Edwards, you have Bart Scott. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of big people mm-hmm. on that team that were free agents. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not the real reason. Yeah, but they were also they were also and, and, built, and Antonio uh, Nick Mangold, Nick Mangold, but the uh, the De- 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 Ferguson, those guys are up front. Those are all drafted guys. You just talked about Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez wasn't the best regular season quarterback, but if you look at the, what he did in the playoffs, that guy was pretty damn good in the playoffs. So we had a lot of right. drafted guys. Yes, we did. We did have quite a bit of free agents, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of guys that were drafted that made big time impacts on that team. But if you also look at that team, the impact of free agency on that team was uh, like two years later, we were terrible because we couldn't maintain right. that because all those contracts and all those guys that we had to get rid of ate us up in our cap room. And then that put us yeah. into a situation where we were just scrambling and we couldn't continue to build around Mark Sanchez. And that's when his career went down as well. Cause we couldn't develop him. So right. that's kind of the situation there, but I got to get, I got to continue. So, to thank move you, on. man. I thank you for calling Appreciate in. You have a good night. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, listen, we got to keep going to these lines. You know what I'm saying? Time's getting a little short, but I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep calling in. <laughs> People keep calling in. We're going to get to everybody. 732, I'm coming to you. 732, I want to get your thoughts. You're a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on the Sola uh, press conference. Hey, Joe, what's up? This is Niger from New Jersey. Niger, what's going on, my man? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Just, how's everything? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you feeling about all gas, no brakes? What are your thoughts about that mantra? Um, I'm, I'm excited, actually, for the... Well, like I said, I heard you explain the whole mantra with the, you know, all gas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, like, I get it. I'm excited. And mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to the season. Like, I haven't really been this excited for the for the season. Okay. And okay. Put, that's what I'm talking about. Got me, got me pumped. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it's all about, getting fired up. Listen, my final question for you, for you before I let you go is what are your thoughts about them being non-committal to Sam Darnold? Do you think that means that he's out of here? No, I just think I just think it's part of the best thing to do is just to evaluate because you can't really just okay. – it's, it's a big decision. You can't just, you know, just have the decision, you know, today. You have to, like I said, you have to yeah. evaluate. And you can't just, like I said, yeah. give up your, you know, what you're going to do. You can't just, like, you know, just tell the NFL, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, he's going to be with us. can't just do that. You got me. It's the best thing to do is evaluate and see what you can do from there. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Niger, I'm going to let you go because I got to get back to these lines. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. All right, man. You have a good one. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Niger calling in with the fire. Calling in with the fire, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, this guy knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to keep going to these lines. 919, I'm coming directly to you. I think this is my guy, Mike, from Bayshore. Mike, how are you feeling tonight? Give me your thoughts on the Robert Sulla press conference. How are you feeling about it, my man? Joe, what's up, man? Love the show, play. Absolutely. Let's talk about the now. The now was the press conference, mm-hmm. and the now is Sala. Okay. This yep. coach has a plan. Okay. For everybody that's listening right now, they want to be enemy. The enemy hasn't. The enemy hasn't got a head coaching job in three years, and I. I mean, I wanted him too, but something was scratching my head. This guy, mm-hmm. when players talk about this coach, man, and I, I, I'm, I'm talking when Richard Sherman. People get it twisted, man. Richard Sherman is probably one of the most intelligent football players playing right now. Yep. I mean, the guy's fantastic, yep. man. I don't know why people hate on him, man. I absolutely love him. I say to myself, that's the guy I want on my team. Because I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you right now, he'll be playing for the Jets this upcoming season. But this guy had a plan. Mm, okay. I like the fact that he's not calling the defense. He's going to, he is going to strategize the game. He is going to manage the game. And we, uh, that man, that, I'm telling you, man, this is absolute. Jets fans have to be absolutely excited. I, words can't even describe, man. The one time I go to bed early was the night he got hired. Forget it. I tell you, man, that was my luck. That was my luck, man. You know what I'm saying? I Look, I hear up, you. <laughs> I woke up. Mike, I said, I you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you you snooze. You, you t- close your eyes. The next thing you know, boom, they, they go ahead and hire him. But my final <laughs> question for you is, before I let you go, is, you know, you look at the situation, we've changed our power structure here. 
Now Salah reports right. to Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas reports to the ownership. What are your thoughts about mm-hmm. that, man? How do you think that will bode going forward with this franchise? Do you think that's a, a great move for us? Absolutely, because it's one line of communication. And what got mm. me nervous yeah. is when I heard Chris Johnson speak, and I love that kid from the post that asked him the first question, are you going to do that structure again? Uh, and he paused and mm. I said, God almighty, God almighty. And then he said, no, we're going to change the structure. Done. Yeah. That's it. That's all yeah. you had to do. That's all you had to do. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. this is how successful teams work, everybody. This is how successful teams work. Okay? Yeah. And yeah. this is yeah. how championships uh, are built. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, Mike. Listen, I got to get back to these lines on the end. I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night. Take care. All right, have a good one. Listen, Mike from Bayshore, he calls in and spits the fire. I'm going to keep getting to these lines. 854-854, I'm coming directly to you. Uh, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and what are your thoughts about the Robert Sola press conference? How are you feeling? 854? I'm sorry, 845. 845? Yeah, hello. All right. We, yeah, hello. I can hear you. Yeah, I'm Ali from uh, New York. Ali from New York. How are you feeling tonight? Give me your thoughts about uh, Robert Sulla and his press conference. How are you feeling about it? I mean, I like him. Uh, you know, I haven't felt this good about a uh, coach since, you know, uh, Ryan, since Herm Edwards, you know, like, this kind of mentality for a coach is long needed. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of what you need to be for uh, the Jets head coach, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, listen, I absolutely hear you. You got to have that aggressive. That like you said, all gas, no breaks. You got to make sure that these players buy in and they go to the wall, and you're willing to go to the wall for them as well. So you are. You 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 know what you're talking about because that's how Rex Ryan was. He was a guy that was able to get players to buy in because of his mentality and his attitude about football. Now, my next question for you is, my final question before I let you go is, what are your thoughts about Sam Darnold so far? They were noncommittal to, you know, having him be the starter this upcoming, you know, season. Do you think that that means he's gone? Are you a guy that want to move on from Sam Darnold as well? Um, listen, I feel like I've been, I've been a Jets fan for a long time. You know, I watched my first time watching Jets, was Curtis Martin's first season. So I've been a, okay. a, a Jets fan for a long time. And I feel like mm-hmm. draft capital is important. So, therefore, I wouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I would give Sam another chance uh, in the okay. West Coast offense because he has, uh, what, how do you say, um, familiarity in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. keep our draft picks because we can build a team through the draft. And 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 giving okay. it away, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not we're not going to. If mm. we get two gems out of the draft, it is worth it. You know, mm. I'd rather okay. two of okay. our first round picks be dra- uh, gem than we give it away at, for one person. You know. Okay. Listen, I respect that. Listen, Ali, I got to get back to these lines, my man. I want to thank I want to thank you for calling in tonight, and I want you to call in more often, man. I like your takes, and I want to hear from you. All right. So you have a good night. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. I think yeah, is, uh, we gotta we gotta take note that you know the first Muslim head coach in history. Like, yeah, that's that's yeah. special. Huh? Yeah, it is. It is. All right. You have a good night, Ali.
All right, you too. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Listen, Ali calling. We're in the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines. We're going to keep trying to get as many people on as I can. I think this is my guy, E. E, I'm coming to you. You know what I'm saying? We got to get you on. We got to talk to you. What are your thoughts about Robert Sulla and his press conference? How are you feeling about this, my man? All gas, no brakes, baby. I'm hyped. Absolutely. I am too. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's fired up. That mantra, what it brings, the mentality, the aggressiveness. So my final question before I let you go, man, is what are your thoughts about Joe Douglas and the, and the power structure change in here? How do you think that that will bode for the Jets going forward now that the coach reports to the GM and the GM reports to the owner? What are your thoughts on that, man? Oh, that's huge, man. It's, it's definitely been an issue with our team for a while. I feel like the biggest issue this past decade probably has been so bad is a poor reporting structure and a unawareness of positional value, you know, taking nothing but safeties and defensive interior guys. So I, I think this is big. Yep. It's definitely a step. When I, when I heard Christopher say that, I, like, held my breath. And, like, when he said that we switched it up, I, like, dropped my phone. I couldn't believe it, man. But I was excited to hear about that. Uh, I was, that was kind of the biggest takeaway from the press conference, off the saw and not calling plays, um, which I, I'm, I'm not surprised by because I know they're trying to get that more CEO guy. But, you know, if, if anything goes wrong, he definitely still has the capability. He's obviously a phenomenal defensive play caller. And, you know, the, the whole Sam Darnold yeah. stuff, you know, what do you what do you expect, man? They're not going to say, oh, no, Sam's trash. He, he's not a quarterback. You know, him saying whatever is not going to determine what Sam Darnold, whether he's going to be here or not. Sam Darnold's going to determine whether he's not going to be here or not because he played like crap last year. So that that's my yeah. thoughts on that, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you brought the fire, man. I got to get back to these lines. You got quite a bit of callers. But I want to thank you for calling in, my man. It was good to hear from you tonight. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm glad I was able to. I was a bit busy, so I had to make sure I could come, you know, check out the show. Absolutely. You have a good night, my friend. Very good. Yes, and E calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. 512-512, I'm coming directly to you. I want you to give me your thoughts about Sulla and this press conference. How are you feeling about all gas, no breaks? What are your thoughts about that mantra? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Give Hello? me your name, where you're from. What are your thoughts about it? My name's Nick. I'm from Austin, Texas. I am hyped okay. right now. Robert Sulla is my new head coach, and I'm just I'm just ecstatic. Cause that, last year when I was watching the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, I saw that man. I was like, see, the Jets need something like that guy. And the fact now we mm-hmm. have that guy, I am so hyped that Robert Saul is my new yeah. coach. Yeah, I, I, I'm hyped as well. Uh, you know, just seeing this situation and how we, you know, made sure that we got him in the door and then Joe Douglas was able to close the deal with him, him bringing in, him being, you know, the, the type of guy that he is, being able to have players buy in, that's huge for us going forward. So my next question for you and my final question before I let you go is what are your thoughts on him yeah. not calling his defensive plays here? Because I know a lot of people were shocked by that. Do you think that Jeff Albridge is, you know, the defensive coordinator as he, that he's bringing in, do you think he's the right guy, you know, and a fit here for us? Look, I don't really know much about, like, the defensive coordinator and all him calling the plays, but I want to talk about mm-hmm. the quarterback situation with Sam Darnold. Anyone talking about okay, Sean Watson? What, what are your thoughts about Sam? Are you, have you bought in or are, are you ready to move on from him? Look, I love Sam, and I think we should give him another shot because I need. I think we should build around this team, and just just build around Sam. And I think that Sam actually is could be an elite quarterback. Okay, okay, 
Okay, look, I respect that. that you know, I, I'm there as well. Yeah, I, look, I hear you. You know, I, I'm a guy. You know, I believe in Sam as well. I respect that take. I know a lot of people move on from him, but I respect it, especially Greg Knapp here. You know, that's a guy who can definitely help him and help him moving forward. But listen, I got to get to back to the lines, get to the rest of these callers. Listen, Nick, I want to hear from you more, man. You got to call in more, my friend. I want to hear your takes. You know what you're talking about. You're a heck of a Jets fan. You have a good night, all right? Thank you so much. You too. You have a good one. Listen, Nick calling in. He knows what he's talking about. Nick calling in with the takes. I got to keep going to these lines. We're getting short on time, people, so you know that's why I'm trying to move through. 845-845, I am coming to you. I'm coming directly to you, giving your name, where you're from, and giving me your thoughts. About Sam Darnold right hey, now, Joe, they were non-committal. Hi, Joe. Non-committal to him. Hi, Joe. Do you think that we move on from him this offseason? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear Joe, you. Joe, can you hear me? Okay, yeah. I think, yes, I uh, can. Basically, I think he, I think you got to uh, play it coy right now. Whether or not you go with him or not, I think it's an organizational decision, and you have to keep his trade mm-hmm. value up. So they got they got to play their cards. I will tell you this: I think that the Jets are finally growing up, and what I mean by that, they finally got a competent GM. It seems like like uh, Chris Johnson has learned his lesson that this isn't you know a rich kid's toy. This is serious business that somebody ha- about football has to know what they're doing. So I like the change in the organizational structure, and I like the coach that they mm-hmm. brought in. Seems like 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 an adult, um, um, and he seems <laughs> like he's he's comfortable and he's ready for the position, which is a big deal. I mean, you yeah. know, think about it. I mean, I've been a Jet fan since. Uh, that's the Gastineau days. So this is a, a real, real big deal. I will tell you, though, if the Jets uh, – I don't think you go hog wild. I don't think you go after uh, Deshaun Watson. He's a great player, but I think he's – by okay. the time we get pieces around him, he'll be over and done and, and his career will be over. And then uh, just like Dan Marino should thank the Jets for not drafting him because they never would have put an offensive line around him with his knees. He never would have been anything. But uh, yeah, the Jets absolutely. this year – absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Listen, I hear year. your takes. Where, where's your name? What's your name again and where you're from? Mike from New York. Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, Mike, listen, I hear your takes and I, and I hear what you're talking about. But my final question for you is, and you brought up a lot of great stuff, a lot of great points, um, you know, just about Sam Darnold and, and Joe Douglas. But what are your thoughts about our, our, our head coach, Robert Solo? What are your thoughts about him not calling a defensive play? I think it's he, he, he listen you got to you got to be like like uh I hate to use this but you got to be like Parcells. You got to be able to coach mm-hmm. the you know the overall coach and you got to coach to the strength yeah. of the players. That's one subtle thing that he did a lot of people didn't pick up. You know, yet Herb Edwards come in, we got to put our new system in. We got this guy coming in, we got to everyone else to come in and put into a new system. No, you play and you coach the players you have to their strengths. And I think he sounds like he's going to take that approach. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. The other thing is that yes. I just really listen, want to get listen, Mike, I, I got to go get back and... to these lines. I, I apologize. You know, we're getting a little bit later on the show, but you got to call in again, my friend. I love hearing from you. You know what I'm saying? You got some great takes. So I want you to have a good night, all right? You too. Stay well. Bye bye. Absolutely. Listen, Mike calling in. You know, I love hearing it. We're going to get to the last caller of the night, 954. 954, I'm coming to you. I want you to give me your name, where you're from, and I want to give me your thoughts really quickly. Give me your thoughts about Robert Sulla being the new Jets head coach and his new introductory press conference. How are you feeling about all gas, no breaks, man? Yes, you saved the best for last. This is Fat Tony from Memphis. Let me tell you, all gas, no breaks. Fat Tony, that's what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Hey, let me tell you something. 
I like what he said. It, hey, this is not a business. This is about creating personal relationships and maximizing these players to their best potential so they can make the most amount of money in this league. Who wouldn't want to play for a guy like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, he said the right things today. And let me tell you something about the draft, okay? Everybody's saying Joe Douglas is good in the draft. Think about it. We drafted Makai Beckton, good pick. Tristan, Tristan Warfs went behind him. He's, he almost made the Pro Bowl this year. We had a, the pick. We traded with Seattle. We traded back. Guess who went next? Chase Claypool. So, I mean, the draft mm. is the draft. It, it, you know, it, it's a crapshoot. You know, so, you know, Ashton Davis, what has he done? I think we're going to start seeing what free agents we bring in here. If we start bringing in some big names, why not trade these picks and get Deshaun Watson? If you're putting your foot on the mm. gas, like he said, you know, mm. let's do it now. Or are we in the point where we're slowly going to do this through the draft and rebuild for the next couple of years? And you're going to start seeing okay. free agent. I think if we start bringing in some, some big hitters in free agency and we think we can win now, dude, I'm telling you, we don't know what is going to happen. Joe Douglas has a monster yeah. decision ahead of multiple decisions. And, uh, man, yeah. but I think the other caller said, too, Penny Sewell is the pick at number two. So if we don't get him, mm. we got to trade down. You know, that's the, that's the number two pick this year. It, it, there's no Nick Bosa. There's no one else. I mean, <laughs> All right, Tony, listen, fire. you're bringing Come the fire. On, Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. I'll give you a couple more seconds. I'm doing oh, yeah. fire, listen, man. I'm listen, telling Tony, you, man. You're what, absolutely we... bringing the fire, my man. You, the, Everything that you talked about, Panay Sewell, I know a lot of people that are extremely high on him as well, bringing him in, you know, having our offensive line be dominant once again. You know, I hear what you're talking about, about Watson. I'm not necessarily, you know, depending on how many picks you're giving up, I think we'd have to give up too much. So I'm out on that. But I know what you're talking about. You want to put the foot on the gas, and you want to make sure that this franchise gets better and turned around immediately. I hear you, Tony. But listen, I got to get out of here, so I, 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 got, I got to let you go, my friend. All right? You have a good night, and uh, thanks for calling in. Listen, Tony calling in, everybody. Listen, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. You folks are phenomenal. I got to close out this show. So, look, I'm the man of people. I'm here for the people. Let me share to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, give me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. You know, go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You know, troll me. No issues. I'm the troller lives under the bridge and I'll have my Darnold jersey on. You can also follow my uh, show Twitter page at the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets, okay? You go there. My, my live stream will be there. Please subscribe. Turn on your notifications. And, you know, enjoy yourselves over there because you want to troll me in the comments. I'll go back and forth to you there as well. And as always, folks, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. I want to thank everyone again for calling in. You folks are the absolute best. You folks have a good one. Peace.